Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media. It's the show that challenges reality, questions at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change, making the paranormal quite normal, the supernatural quite natural. And that's exactly what we aim to do once again on this episode of The Secret Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, and tonight I have my friend, Shelly, the astral projection avatar. She was on the show few weeks ago, sharing her experiences as she travels to other realities, other universes out there. Tonight, she's actually going to walk me through some of the challenges I've been facing. I had a wild experience, wild for me anyway, dealing with uh, some weird dreams that I had and then some out-of-body experiences that I had over the past few nights. I reached out to Shelly and uh, she decided to come on the air and, and talk me through some of it. So I'm sharing my journey publicly with all of you out there. Forgive me, I have next to no voice left, but I'm powering through because I think this is important to share, not because it happened to me, but because it can happen to any one of us. And as Shelly and I talked about tonight, we need to share these stories. We need to have a comfortable place to share these stories. So I'm putting my experience out there in hopes that you'll say, you know what, I've gone through that before. I don't feel so crazy anymore because other people are going through it. There is comfort in hearing that. Making the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural. Making these discussions common. This is how we do it. Once we're comfortable having these discussions, we can dive deep and try to understand them. And we listen to Shelly's journey. She gets into that a little bit more tonight. It's a fascinating story, and it's something that I think we're all capable of connecting to. I've got three really interesting stories in the news that I want to share that I think are pretty relevant to what we're talking about. This first one comes to us from unitedhumanists.com. Again, forgive my voice, I'm doing the best to get through it. Ancient village discovered in Canada is 10,000 years older than the pyramids. Now, I've talked about ancient history, forbidden archaeology, Graham Hancock, Michael Cremo, just to name a few of the researchers out there who are saying, you know, Graham Hancock says it all the time, we are a, a species with amnesia. And I think that is an absolute true statement. Now, if you're following some of my UFO stuff, some of the Antarctica stuff, and even look at the remote viewing data, looking at Antarctica, uh, they, you know, they have a free project out there looking at Atlantis. There was a civilization here, much more advanced than we are right now, much older than 6,000 years ago in Sumeria. And what it sounds like to me is Sumeria 6,000 years ago was the reemergence of one of these lost civilizations. I suspect there's been a whole bunch of civilizations lost. So I'm going to share this, uh, and it'll be in the show notes, and it'll be in the secret newsletter at sixcentsmedia.net. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the secret newsletter. Go to sixcentsmedia.net slash I am human, and you will get access to read I am human, we're not who we think we are for free. It's a free ebook out there, and you'll get subscribed to the secret newsletter. I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to sell your information. That's that's our way through Sixth Sense Media of connecting with all of you because Facebook algorithms are constantly changing. This is the sure thing. Every Sunday you'll get it. All right, commercial over. Check this article out. I'll read you a little preview of it here. The discovery of a 14,000-year-old ancient village in Canada could forever alter our understanding of early civilization in North America. Researchers estimate 
estimate the settlement is way older than the Giza pyramids. Well, that depends on what dating you're looking at with the pyramids. And have found artifacts dating all the way back to the Ice Age. The village is one of the oldest human settlements we've ever uncovered in North America and lines up with the oral history of the Hel- um, excuse me, Helsuk Nation. I don't know if I'm saying that correct. It's a great article. Check it out when you get a chance. All right. This next one ties into my AI thread. I got a, a good mix of stories here tonight. Uh, it ties into my AI thread. We know we've got 5G coming online. If you haven't listened to the Ed Reardon interview yet, remote viewing QAnon, go back and listen to that interview. That is a very important interview to listen to. In looking at the data he compiled, combining that with the analysis that we've been doing here, um, there are some scary implications. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that you can use that information to empower you. We need to be cautious with the 5G stuff that's coming online. <clears throat> Excuse me. This article here, uh, where are we at here with my title? Hundreds of birds dead during 5G experiment in The Hague, Netherlands. This is from November 7th, 2018. About a week ago at The Hague, many birds died spontaneously falling dead in a park. You likely haven't heard about this because it seems... Keeping it quiet was the plan all along. However, when about 150 more suddenly died, bringing the death toll to 297, some started to take notice. And if you're looking around the park, you might have seen what, it, what is on the corner of the roof across the street from where they died. A new 5G mast where they had done a test in connection with the Dutch railway station to see how large the range was and whether no harmful equipment would occur on or around the station. And harm happened indeed. Immediately afterward, birds fell dead from the trees, and the nearby ducks that were swimming seemed to react very oddly as well. They were simultaneously putting their heads underwater to escape the radiation while others flew away, landing on the street or in the canal. I'll have this linked as well in the show notes and in the secret newsletter at sixcentsmedia.net. But again, what, what Ed Reardon saw with his data that he collected you know, in, in his remote viewing discussion we talked about there was going to be a signal. He saw a signal that went out, and the signal immediately altered the consciousness of people. Talk, saw looked like a hive mind thing that was going on there. Immediately altered the consciousness. Is this? Is it 5G that we're looking at that's going to be the rollout of this? Again, I'm not going to get into that right now. Go back and listen to that show. It's called Remote Viewing QAnon. It's a fascinating interview with Edward. All right. That last article I'm going to share tonight because I want to get to my discussion with Shelly. Some Matrix stuff, and this is a great lead-in to my discussion with Shelly this evening. This one is it comes to us from abcstories.info. Here's the title. Scientists discover how to upload knowledge to your brain. Now, this shouldn't come as a surprise if you've been listening to the show for a while. We've looked at what Ray Kurzweil is predicting, what Elon Musk is pushing for, um, and, and some other execs out there within Silicon Valley. They're looking to merge the mind with the cloud. Now, what I've been saying for at least a year and a half, probably two years now, is that I think we already exist within a cloud. I think we already exist within some kind of virtual reality matrix system. If Especially after you listen to my discussion with Shelly tonight and you go back and listen to her, her previous show called The Astral Projection Avatar and, some, and, and my discussions with Mark Serto and some of the other discussions that I've had on people who travel out of body. This fits. We're already in some kind of cloud. I go into this in Food for the Archons. I'm going to tell you, I've been, I've been working hard every morning trying to get this out. I know I'm all over the place right now. I'm excited. I'm excited about this book. I'm excited about this data. I'm scared of it too, but 
I think what we're seeing with technology developing right now proves stuff that was known thousands of years ago. And it, it proves what we're capable of doing. We now have the vocabulary to understand what some people would call psychic abilities allow us to do. Let me read a little bit of this. Feeding knowledge directly into your brain, just like the sci-fi classic The Matrix, could soon take as much effort as falling asleep, scientists believe. Research, researchers claim they have developed a simulator which can feed information directly into a person's brain and teach them new skills in a shorter amount of time, comparing it to life-imitating art. Obviously, this will be in all the places through the, uh, the show notes and stuff that you can read this article. I recommend that you go ahead and do that. This is something, have you ever experienced, I call it downloads. Have you ever experienced where you just know something all of a sudden? I get messages or thoughts in my head constantly saying, I need to go pursue this. I need to talk to this person. I need to call this. I, you know, I've had so many different experiences where I get an idea in my head for, and I, I don't know where, it doesn't come from me. It's totally random and I have to go look into it. And it ends up leading me on this incredible journey or giving me the information that I was searching for. There, there's this psychic wireless connection. And one of the things I've been exploring, there's technology out there, I think that can mimic this natural Wi-Fi that we have. I think that we have technology already that can implant thoughts, feelings, desires. I know that there's that that's out there. I've looked at some of the patents out there. I've talked about it in other shows as well. I think it's getting more refined and it's slowly getting released to the public now. And again, as this technology comes out, it's going to sound awesome, but my fear is that we're going to give control of our minds and our consciousness, just as many of us are starting to break free and become independent with it, or so we think, we're going to give it over to the cloud again. This cloud, this AI that is being created, will think that it's God and is going to, again, I believe, repress us. I think our true freedom is in what I'm getting ready to have a discussion with Shelly about tonight. I think that is our liberation. That is our best opportunity for learning. Not that this new tech coming out isn't going to sound wonderful. This new tech coming out is mimicking what we are already capable of doing. And I want to stress that. This is something in my research I've come across through multiple sources, self-plug here, that's in the book that's coming out multiple sources here that we can all learn to do this. Now, not everybody's going to be Michael Jordan, but everybody has these abilities and we can it just takes it takes hard work, dedication, intent, belief, whatever you want to call it. And and we can do this and we can learn from it and I think it's our best defense against what may be coming online. Not to sound too conspiratorial or, or scare you, but something worth thinking about. I want to get to my discussion with Shelly, so I'm going kind of quick through my news portion of the show this evening. It's a great discussion. I'm excited to have her on the air. I'm excited to call her a friend and, and be able to reach out to her. Again, I feel a little vulnerable sharing some of this stuff just because it was a new, raw, fresh experience that I didn't fully understand right away. But again, I think it's important for me to put my money where my mouth is and to share my journey with all of you out there because my hope, again make the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural. And the only way to do that is to be open and honest about our experiences. I can't draw any conclusions yet. I don't know if I'll ever be able to draw conclusions. What I can conclude is that I had an experience and I want to understand it. So if you have any advice, if you have any similar experiences or you have a better understanding than I do, 
please get in touch. Without further ado, let me get to my discussion with Shelly. It's a fascinating conversation that we have. Okay, friends, I have my good friend Shelly on the line. I call her the Astral Projection Avatar. She was on the show uh, a few weeks or a few months ago. Time flies so quickly. She's been having more experiences. And uh, from what I understand, she's going to counsel me on some of my recent experiences. It's been an intense week for me, intense two weeks. And uh, we're talking offline, and and she wants to uh, share some advice and some of her experience and and guide me through some of the stuff I'm going through. So, Shelly, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for having me again. It's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to our discussion. We kind of have a loose idea of where it's going to go, but you know, you never know where the uh, discussion is going to take us. So I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right. So I, I guess I'll just uh, start off by going into my experience, which feel like I said it before. It feels weird. You're my guest, and I'm sitting here sharing my story. But you're okay. No, with it's it? good. <laughs> Tell my guests it was your idea because I know my ego gets a little big sometimes. So it was your idea to talk about this. So, I think I, you're, I think, well, I think what you just experienced is something that a lot of people who are trying to ask project or, you know, have out of body experiences, we'll call it that, experience. And so you sharing this, I think, can help a lot of people. Well, okay. And that's exactly what, uh, what I'm hoping to do here. So fantastic. I'm in. I'm all in. So I, I guess this started, really, I can track it back maybe three weeks ago. Um, and I did a show, it was all upbeat and positive. I started a new meditation ritual. I, I've been listening to a lot of Tony Robbins, trying to make some changes um, in my life and, and get better organized. I, I'm self-employed, and I felt like I was hitting a plateau. I said, i got to do something different. So I started a new morning regiment, and this meditation I do, it's a guided meditation by Tony Robbins. It, it, it's probably the best meditation I've found yet. It really has synced up with me. And... About two days after I started that, I had an experience one night where, uh, you know, my daughter comes in. She had a nightmare. She wakes me up. It's, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I take her back to bed. I lay down. Uh, can't fall asleep for an hour. After about an hour, all of a sudden, like a switch was flipped, I'm out. And I sensed, I think it was multiple beings in the room, and they were doing something to my crown chakra. And the impression I got was, this will allow you to hear voices. And I felt it was almost in like the sense of a medium, but I'm not sure. I haven't been hearing voices or anything. But there was a pressure and, and a release, and they did it to me twice. And then it was like the tuning of a radio where I started to hear people talking around me. And then the experience kind of shifted into a, uh, a weird nightmare, and then I woke up. So fast forward what was it, two, three nights ago, and I was talking to you and a mutual friend of ours, you know, online, and I said, all right, you know, I'm going to pass out, I'm going to sleep, and this is where things got kind of crazy for me. Um, Now, that morning, I had recalled a dream that I had, and I was was sitting there in, in in bed in the morning talking to my wife, and the dream just, it came back to me, it just clicked. And I remember just standing at my front door. I live in a cul-de-sac. Nobody lives on my street because I'm up in the mountains. And I look outside and I see children running around my street and around my house. And these children, they concerned me. I was nervous about them. They didn't seem like normal kids. Now, from the reading I've done, I know that people that have abduction experiences see things like that and have similar feelings. Um, so fast forward to that evening now that I'm talking about, where I guess we're at two nights ago. 
And I, as soon as I... Really quick, before, yeah, before you yeah, say that. So sure. when the, the children that you saw outside, this was you physically or this was actually you dreaming this? This was a, this was a dream. Well... A dream, okay. I, re- I remembered it... I remembered it as a dream. But when I think about it, so usually in a dream, something's different. And in mm-hmm. this situation, it was my exact outside. It was my exact property. There was nothing Did different. Did you feel like yourself? Were you, being, were you pretty conscious? The glimpse that I have of it, yes. It was only like a five-second memory that I had. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, I want to use the word fear, but the concern or the like, oh my gosh moment that I had was I thought I was pretty in touch with what was going on with me spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there's a possibility that I'm having a wealth of experiences real physical experiences that I have no memory of. And that that kind of freaked me out a little bit because I thought I was aware of all these encounters because I had them as a kid and stuff. And and um, at some point I recalled, I don't know if it was that night or the next night after the other experience, I recalled a child-sized figure standing at the foot of my bed and having this moment of, oh my gosh, this is real. There's something in my room you know, physically awake, and then that's all I remember. So, I get... Uh, and, go ahead. And that was the same night as the door being open that you told me about, the door being open well, in we, your room? That was the night before. Okay. And a week before that was somebody messing with my crown chakra. So we have crown chakra, and then mm-hmm. we have a week later... Uh, children running around out front, and then the very next night, I'll, I haven't shared this experience yet with my audience. The very next night, as soon as I said goodnight to you and uh, you know and our friend, it's like a, a switch was flipped, and then the vibrations started. Now, as a kid, that used to scare me, and mm-hmm. when those but when those vibrations hit me, I said, "Oh yes, th- this is it. I'm gonna you know I- I'm I'm calm and control." And I felt, and it was so like deafening in my ears. I said, oh, "But I'm okay with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get out." But then I realized, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't know how to move, you know. Um, and then I kept sitting up, thinking I was awake. And it's, I think this happened four or five times. And I may have spoken to my wife at some point. She has no memory of anything. Um, but I kept sitting up and seeing my bedroom door was open. And then I started to think about the children I dreamt about. And then I thought again, I had that feeling like this is real and I haven't been aware of this. And am I ready for this? You know, and all those kind of scary things. And I did try to push through it, but not as confidently as I should have. But at one point I did go through the door and everything was really dark. And I saw a face in my hallway. And I was, I was a little scared, and I just looked at the face, and I got real close to it, and I screamed at it, like, get out of here, or get away. And then, then the experience ended, and I'm back in bed. And then there's a child standing next to my bed, and I reached out and I grabbed it, and it was actually my son. And he said, Dad, my stomach hurts, and then he threw up on my carpet, and that's how it ended. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> that's a little bit of uh yeah, yeah mixed reality there <laughs> it, it was very confused like I, I almost like grabbed him too hard because of what was going through my head i didn't but i was like oh thank goodness i didn't punch him 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Wow. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I in the the beginning part of it. Okay, so the you know the folks aligning your chakra, whether they were what they look like. I didn't see them. You didn't see them, but I, what was your feeling? The feeling that you had. It was positive, and I think okay. I, I'm pretty sure it was a female <clears throat> presence there. So more than likely, that was something positive. You know what I mean? And more than likely, think about the experiences that you've had after that. So, you know, I've had attunements, and I've had um, I've had them in my room. I'm not going to say too much about who this was in my room because right. they actually let me see a lot, and it was. Um, I, I don't know if I would be pushing it with them, but they were doing work on my body. Mm-hmm. And then um, they would put me half asleep and then bring me back in. And when I'd say, no, please don't make me unconscious. And um, and so they kind of worked with me the whole time. But I do think that that was right before I started consciously going out all the time because I was, you know, subconsciously going out um, a lot, spontaneously, I guess you call it, all the time. Like I would roll out and then I'd be out, but I wasn't trying. And um, But it was during about the time I was trying to go out Consciously, because I'm like, it's about time for me to have control over this. It's been happening for so long in my life where I roll out and then I'm just, I'm somewhere else and I'm, you know, or I'm in the different, you know, dimensions or planes and I'm, but I'm completely conscious awake. I just didn't try it myself. And right before that happened, I had, um, I won't say what I think it is or what it, anything like that. I'll just tell you the experience, but if you want me to, or we can just go on to this, but it kind of relates. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I felt this hand on my kidneys and my body, and I was actually laying at this time next to my son, who's, who's older now, but he was really young. And I felt these hands all around me, and I was awake, conscious, and I was like, okay, no, this, is, this, this can't be happening right now. And I wasn't worried for me. I was worried about him. Mm-hmm. And so I knew, what was ha- I knew this wasn't of this world, and I said, I'm worried about my son. Like, I don't want you to hurt him. So... She would, and then she was like, I'm not going to hurt him. And she showed me, she lifted his physical body and my body lifted with, and then she put us back down. And then she lifted us again. She goes, look, he won't move unless, if he moves, you'll move. I'm not here for him. So then I would start to, my heart would start to beat and I'd start to get nervous again. And now, now just so you know, I probably wasn't in physical. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. I was right. probably, uh, you know, a level up, whether you call it etheric or fourth dimension or whatever. I was up in another locale or whatever you want to call it. But, um, and I said, I'd, when I'd start to get nervous and my heart would start to beat or my energetic heart would start to beat, they would almost like I could feel them putting me unconscious. And I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm. Right. They would bring me back into consciousness. That's how quick they had control over my consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so this happened for a while. And finally, when I'm like, okay, I'm okay. She's, I could just feel her hands all through my organs just touching me. And finally, I was just like, okay, I'm, I just want to touch your face. And I touched the face and... <laughs> Um, it was very dolphin-like, actually. But um, eventually she ended up flipping the lights on, and we had a full conversation. It was amazing. But that was a kind of a lead into that whole experience because I could have just slept through the whole thing. Right. But I really fought it, and, you know, and I wanted to be conscious for it. This is so funny. I wasn't even thinking that I was going to share this story. <laughs> 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 well, you but um, anyway, so far, so I'm, I'm okay. Well, I, it's really interesting. But one of the things she did say was, "I don't know if you should be telling people about this." But I'm like, "Well, I'm going to tell this person and this person, this person for sure." She's like, "Okay." <laughs> but um, I learned a lot about her, and I learned a lot about me, like that this conversation because she actually became very motivated that I was willing to talk to her. And yeah. um, so, anyways, it became 
and I'll, later I'll talk to you more about it. But she, it was so experience like that. So that, that after that, I don't know if they did an alignment kind of check or if really I needed some healing. Um, and then I started kind of going out more and more and more after this experience. So now let's talk about you again. So you basically had this experience, and then for two or three days you had these this, these things happening to you. Yeah. Right. And so it kind of all led in from that experience. There was another thing that happened in between that I'm remembering right now too. Um, <clears throat> I had an, I had an emotional. I don't even call it a breakdown. I want to say a release. Um, I, I just I lost. I, I've always you know I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm always in control of my emotions. And I was watching Tony Robbins has a special on on Netflix, and I was watching a you know people talk about stuff, and I just started sobbing uncontrollably because as person was talking about loss and it reminded me of my dad which has kind of been my big trigger pushing me through this journey and I cried like it was it was a really intense cry and um composed myself my wife comes home she looks right at me she says why are you crying I said I'm not crying and then I started laughing like uncontrollable laughing and as soon as I tried to stop laughing, I then started sobbing in front of her. And I just, I couldn't stop. It was so intense. And I wasn't sad. It just felt like I was shedding emotional baggage that I didn't need. And I think it's all connected. I really do. Yeah, sounds like it. It was crazy. Yeah, nice. It was like a big healing for you. I That's so. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all happening at one time, which is really exciting. And the fact that you're actually documenting this right now with your guests. So, you know, you haven't really been going, you've been wanting to go out of body consciously, but you really haven't done that, right? Uh, consciously? Consciously, uh, maybe once or twice as a kid, but not So you lay down and you meditate and you actually are conscious as you exit during the same meditation. Yeah, but it, it's, it's blurry, it's uncontrolled. It's more like I'm really drunk when, I'm, when I was out and it's been a while. So I, I, I think we could put me in the no category then. Okay, so this is interesting because we'll see how far it takes for you to actually get there now. Like yeah. what is happening with your energetic body and what is happening with your own heart, you know, mm -hmm. just the way you're releasing some things. And yeah. so it's all, they do it, it's like bits by bits, you know, when you're ready because if you're given something too soon, you may not be ready for it. And then that's what we'll talk about with the next thing that happened to you. So you felt the fear. And that was how you described it. You screamed. You felt this fear. Your door was open. Mm -hmm. So did you, you know, and that's, that's something that I think that we will address after we finish talking about you is the fear. Because fear, I think, is what keeps everyone from going out. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, I can maybe make things, you can't, I can't, I can say this, but it's not going to matter until you experience it yourself. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, mean, I can say, I can tell you what I'm going to tell you about fear. Right. But it's really not going to matter, really. What until you have the experience for yourself, really? Right. But um, <laughs> but that feeling that you felt, that feeling that you felt when you saw the kids, the feeling that you felt when the door was open, the first thing was a, almost a grip. Not, I mean, I don't know if it was gripping, but it was fear, right? right. It was stopped. It was a fear. Right. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, we could categorize it as fear. So would you say that you didn't want to go explore it more because of fear, or you think that you just didn't quite know what to think about it. I feel that when the door was open, when the door was open in my in my room, it went. For, yeah, it was. I was afraid, and I was thinking, I'm not sure about this anymore. 
you know, but it, it's weird because it felt it feels like your consciousness is limited. Because if I was in this mental state, I'd say, well, I'm going to push through it. But then as soon as you're like, well, I think I know what I might see if I push through this, then all of a sudden I start getting hesitant. Mm-hmm. You know. And in those states, when you start to think, well, what would I, what might I see? That's when you'll create what you might see. Right. Whether it's in that state when you're so close to your bed, that's when it's very your thoughts and your fears come to life. And yes. and that's the hardest thing for people to get is that you're creating that in that moment. I'm mm-hmm. not saying what you meet in higher realms or lower realms or whatever is you create it's not create you know from comes from your thoughts. But in that situation, in that area next to your bed, most of the time, and I can give you examples if you want, but most of the time, and I have also can tell you examples of how I've been able to transform that fear into something else so you can see how it works. But that, that is something that definitely, if you're really afraid, you're, you will create something scary. Right. And, and nothing, and that's nothing the thing. really showed up until I was in the hallway, and whatever it was, was just like a hovering little face, and it was gone. But did it, did you scre- is that when you screamed? That's when I screamed at it, yeah. And then you came back to body? Uh, yes, that's when I came back. And that's when the experience ended. So right there, you had a great experience. That was, to you, that might have been, I don't know what that was, but that's a really great experience. Mm-hmm. That's, a great, that's, that's a great experience that you had. That's like one step closer to that next experience. Right. Okay. And you may have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I had them. It's weird. Years ago, I was in my 20s, and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And I was, I was a police officer then. I said, I've got all this training, and I encounter these scary things when I hit the sleep paralysis state. I'm drawing a line in the sand, and I'm going to train myself to react and fight back. And I put, like, I used all my, you know, 11 years worth of military and police training, and I conditioned myself, I I lived alone at this point, I conditioned myself to not think and just react aggressively. And and so the second I had that inkling that something was in the house or that whatever, I jumped up, I grabbed my firearm, I started clearing my house, and I just put myself into this mindset of, I'm going after it, I'm going to be aggressive, I'm going to take charge, I'm going to take control. And I did it for about two or three months, just about every night I was getting up and, and just going through this routine. And then I had um, a couple Wait, of, so physically you were getting your firearm? Physically, I was getting up and getting it. Yeah, I said, I'm going to, whether I'm out of body or in body, I'm going to go through mm-hmm. the motions. So it becomes second Isn't nature. it crazy how real it is to us? It's so real, right? Yeah. It's so real that mm-hmm. you physically went and got a firearm. Yeah, yep. I got up yeah. and walked around. Um, you know, and I do that when I hear a bump in my house anyway, but I was using my training yeah. <laughs> to, you know, condition myself. And um, as I'm going through this process, I had a, what felt like a dream where quickly I ran through my whole training scenario and I felt whatever this is just downloaded my plans. And next thing I know, I'm having this encounter and there's two beings standing in front of me. And my big fear is always seeing the faces i'm always afraid of seeing the faces and they stood me up and i i felt you've got limited control here what are you going to do with it so i'm looking at their feet and they're wearing some kind of boots and i'm going up and i'm seeing overalls and i'm getting up getting up getting up and i'm like wow i'm going to look at their faces and i got to their chins and i said i can't do this i'm not i'm not ready and then the experience ended 
but mm-hmm. I felt it was a breakthrough because I had been yeah. uh, exhausting myself. And that was years ago. And then, you know, I got married, had kids, and then things got kind of, you know, put to the wayside for a little bit. And so maybe you're going to lead off, lead, like, start back there. Maybe that's where you're at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's a pretty big, that's right there. You went to the chin. <laughs> yeah. I had months of that facing them, but I always physically fought them. And, yeah. um, and then I just started to learn. And I think we talked about this a little bit last time. Yeah. You know, you just start to, you fight, you fight, you're a bit, you're scared. I've had hounds. I've had shadow men on me. I had mm-hmm. witches. I had everything. You can actually a lot of human looking people like going through right. my stuff. That was the weirdest thing. And I would fight them and I would fight them and I would fight them. And then I just realized that I'm not hurt anymore. No yeah. one ever hurts me. They may hurt for a second, but no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm always okay. So you just start to slowly realize this is not, I'm, I'm going to be okay. And even now, and this is funny, when I get, when someone's like, will hijack me. Mm-hmm. And this happens once in a while. I'll be, I'll say my destination and then someone will take me. And I think we may have talked about this. And then, um, I realized that it's because I really don't need to demand my destination to be taken somewhere. I could just go there, but I, for some reason, I have people take me. (laughs) And then, you know, sometimes negative things happen. But that's, again, another lesson. So it's always lessons. It's always, you know, when I've I've had, what started to change for me was that I would tell a witch that she was beautiful, and then she'd start to, you know, turn beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'd tell, uh, someone was chasing me in my room, and I'm like, you're Peter Pan, and then boom, he turned into Peter Pan, and he took me on the most magical adventure. And so... That area right there, if you could actually, I mean, there was a time when I had someone chasing me and I was so scared and I was remembering, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I was, I remember I was on the ground now and I had my hand on his heart and I said, I love you. And I realized, I just am not feeling this. So how can he, he's going to know it's not, he actually paused and he backed up and he looked Mm -hmm. at me and, and he had a mask on. And I said, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he just backed up and backed up and backed up and just disappeared. Hmm. And so it was like, okay, this is working. So it right. wasn't the best. I was still knowing I wasn't doing that great, but it was right. better. Right. And then eventually, like, I think I told you that at the very end, um, I had the guy that came in the prison outfit. Did I tell you the story? Was I think I... I think so. One of, did I, I, one of my last experiences with, um, during that three or four month period of being tested with my fear... I was always subconsciously or spontaneously going out, and then this is when I changed. It just, I just, it just happened after this. He came and he he was standing there, and I looked at him and I'm like, oh! Instead of fighting him, I said, "Hi, I'm Shelley," and he shook my hand, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. And he just looked shocked, but I wasn't scared. Yeah. And he he stared at me for a second. He had a noose around his neck, an old prison uniform. He got two inches away from my face, like really fast, and he says, "It's funny you should ask." And then, boom, I came back to body. But I didn't, I didn't fight him. I didn't, you know, I actually right. tried. I'm like, hi, what are you here? The next time I actually had this happen, I was laying there, and I just started oming. I started om, mm-hmm. and I just hear beautiful voices oming with me. And from that time, I just went lifted straight up and out. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time that I had that happen. Now, I mean, I do run into scary things, but now it's just like, can I interview you? I ask them, can I interview you? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you come yeah. from? <laughs> Why are you here? But that changed so much for me. And I think that, so back to like the fear aspect of this. And one of the biggest things I see on different um, astral projection groups and Facebook groups is people are always afraid of demons and they're afraid of negative entities, right? That's Mm -hmm. like what everyone talks about. 
I don't ever see those. I don't see them because they're not in my scope of belief. I don't look for it. It's not where I'm resonating, I guess. I'm just, or vibrating. I don't see it. If I were someone who believed in that, I would be seeing them every time I go out. So you got to wonder, those that are fighting demons all the time, that's just what they're doing. (laughs) And so it's not out there. I don't ever see it. There's been times I've gone into maybe a lower vibrational level, which some would call a lower astral level. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some, you just know it's darker. The room's like a darker bluish gray. just gives you an eerie feeling all over. And I've tried to fight it. I'll try to say higher vibrational destination to try to go up higher. Mm -hmm. But I... You just know, but a lot of times that's where I'm resonating before I even, like, where I'm vibrating before I went out of body. So maybe it's something I've brought on to myself. It's just right. kind of where I'm at. Because really, it's all about me, mm-hmm. you know, before I go out. No, and that's and interesting. Wh- I'm sorry. I, I just say that, No, go ahead. I, it, it's funny because since my father died and I really started exploring this stuff, intellectually, I know all these things. That's mm-hmm. why I was so surprised when when the other night that fear came back because I haven't experienced that in such a long time because normally it's like, okay, I sent something to my room. I'm not afraid of you. And then the experience ends, but I don't go anywhere. You know, I usually wake up or come back to body. Um, So I I think what you're saying is a great reinforcement and it's a good reminder for me. Just take your time, go with the experience and and try to find a way to bypass that fear, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. If you just remember, even if you hear my voice, mm-hmm. even if you hear my voice right now when you're out, it can't hurt you. It can't right. hurt you. It can scare you. It's not going to kill you. Right. It's not going to suck your blood or your life force. I mean, I can't say that's not possible with some other kind of like maybe sexual predator. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I've had those encounters too. But it's not going to hurt you. No matter what, your eyes are going to open. They're going to open in your bed. Mm-hmm. Your heart's going to be beating. You feel like you just had a rush of your life, but guess what? You're going to be fine. And then you're going to want to do it again. And you're going to do it again. And finally, you're going to be like, bring it on. It can't hurt me. And then right. you're just not going to need that experience anymore. You know, and it really makes me think about, number one, the power of, of our own conscious creation and the universe that we actually live in, this multi-leveled virtual reality, it seems like sometimes. and, and it, yeah, yeah, I agree with that a lot. Yeah, yeah as, as do I. I guess that's part of my belief system. Yeah. Um, we have such power to create, and not not as not as direct and instant in the physical, because I think it's a, and you and I talked about this previously. It's a collective reality, but when we're mm-hmm. in that state, sometimes it's completely our world, and we're mm-hmm. able to create an influence. But if we're not aware of it, well, then we're just kind of running wild with our minds. We are, and that's a scary just kind of running in circles. Yeah, right. until you get it, until you. Mm-hmm. You'll have that experience until you just don't anymore. You know what I mean? Like, until you get it, it just clicks. I'm okay. It's okay. Nothing's going to get me. This isn't even real. I'm creating this. This is who I am right now. Mm -hmm. This is coming from me. I'm creating this. You could be looking at someone, and it could be one minute, the most beautiful person you've ever seen in this level. I'm not talking about, in general, being on a higher plane, because that's Mm -hmm. not the case. This is not the case always. This is the case when this one particular, like, Maybe the sleep paralysis stage, you know what I'm saying? Just right there right. near your bed in that room. Um, but yeah, you're just going to notice that it's it's just it could be a beautiful moment right there. But you'll see yourself when you when you come, when you're there, and all of a sudden you're looking around and you're kind of fine. You'll notice it's kind of fine around me. Mm-hmm. Looks just the same. 
But then all of a sudden when the fear creeps in and you start to feel the creep, the, the fear come in, then that's when your environment's going to change. Yeah. You've just brought that fear in. You just brought your fear just created the scaries. That's exactly what happened the other night. I started remembering stuff and thinking about stuff and uh, everything changed. You know, but uh-huh. what, what was we- I think what was just weirdest for me trying to process is that I, I felt that I have memories that I can't recall. And I think that made me very uncomfortable and it, it threw me off my game. <clears throat> but you, if you think about it in a different way, we're so active every night when we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're active whether we remember it or not. Everyone right. is doing this. Everyone's projecting. So like even myself, I'll find myself in an environment that's a beautiful environment or somewhere that I've been before, you know, another consensus reality or, you know, another just reality or world. And I'll get there and I'll be like, I know this place. I've been here many times. And I'll know where to go. And, and so I think that we do, we do go all the time. And so you're just mm-hmm. having that memory. Yeah. And so if you remember that too, so sometimes you'll realize, oh, I, I know I've been here before, or I know I've met yeah. you before. And so, yeah, that's, I think that we are doing these things without realizing it. Yeah, I do have one or two neighborhoods that I go to every once in a while uh, that I'm sure is more than just a dream state because it's the same neighborhood every time. And it's different experiences where I'm back in this neighborhood. So. But I, I want to I move uh, on a little bit. We, know we were talking before the show also about guides, and I think that could be relevant to this. Um, can you talk a little bit about guides and maybe working with them during these experiences and beyond? Yeah. Um, I will tell you one thing about guides. I've never had a guide, or maybe once, but guides, you know, guide, you're here for, you've chosen to be here in this, mm-hmm. um, your avatar. You're, you're focused here right now, you know, in this earth reality and this is more than likely your choice and um so this is so you've chosen all of this you don't have your memories for a reason and you know you so you have guides out there and so you can be out there and 90 percent of your guides if they're truly your guides are not going to say here's the secret of life and here's what you need to do they just don't at least for me and my experience um my guides don't ever tell me much They'll take me where I want to go. I can ask to go to a past life or I can ask to experience, you know, this or that. And they'll take me, uh, you know, I've had one, one guide who I still hear his voice. And it's actually funny. I think he might be from a past life because, mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of just, if your guests don't believe in this, I don't know if they're going to complain, but I'm going to tell you my experience. You can take it or leave it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Because I don't, everyone comes from somewhere different in their beliefs. But, um, so I go out of body and there is this Asian man, and the first thing he says to me is, I bet you're upset. I bet you're bummed it's me. And I look at him, and I said, um, I hate to break it to you, but I don't remember you. So I'm not bummed at all. So thank you. Let's go. You know, right. like, but right. I, he talked to me like he just knows me. And so we have this experience. He takes me into this room, and we keep completely, my clothes change me. He completely trains me in certain ancient, like, martial art. Like, like it's amazing. Like, we were doing martial art. And he says to me, you're not challenging your physical body hard enough in what you can do. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought about that. I'm like, you know, you're really right. Like, I'm not working out probably as hard as I can. I'm not doing the things that I'm probably pushing myself. That was really the only time anyone's ever said, you're not doing this, you know, right. and be helpful. And the story with him is kind of interesting because I remember I go back to body, and he's now at my body. And so I must have not come back to physical body completely. I must have still come back to that, that next level, ethric or fourth dimension. I'm like right there. And right. He, he says to me, sit up. You're already out. And so I sit up and we go back again. And we have this other experience. And then I go back again. 
This time, I do it myself, and I think of his energy, I think of who he is, and I arrive, and he's now sitting at a desk, shocked that I actually made it. And he was like, oh. So we have this whole experience together, and it's, he turns into, this is kind of crazy, he turns into almost giant, a giant mm-hmm. during this time. And then I just looked at him, and I said, I know that I was one once with you. Like, I remember this. Mm-hmm. This is so bizarre. And then what turns is, and now this is why I learned that lucid dreams Sometimes you'll have your guides in your lucid dreams, and they take on dream characters. So I start to lose consciousness. Instead of coming back to body, I am now completely aware that I am in a lucid dream. I am now in a grocery store by my house. I know it's a dream because there's dream characters. I see people that I know. That guide now becomes a little Asian six-year-old who is just walking with me to the store. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what are all my friends going to think with this new little boy? Because they all know my kids are older. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're my guide, and you're now with me. Like, this is amazing. Like, I, you're, you guys can come into our dreams. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was still pretty conscious, but I knew that. So, anyways, there's a really kind of cool story about him as my guide and actually talking to me. Now, there has been a um, situation where I've gone out, and there was a woman who has taken me, and they took me to kind of a school, and they were testing young kids about plant species, and they wanted to test them to see if it was from Earth or from another planet. And then they had me holding a baby who wasn't mine, and they wanted me just to sort of hold it. And I walked into a room, and a woman's like, so good to see you again. And I'm like, you've seen me before? She's like, yeah, but sometimes you usually like just kind of pop in and pop out. It's good to mm-hmm. see you, you know, conscious. Right. So we talked a little bit, and then I end up going back to body. And then, again, it's in that etheric or fourth dimension, and I'm still completely awake, and I'm trying to get back out. And then woman comes back, who my guide who was with me, and she says, Shelly, you can do this. Hold on to me. She's like, focus, you can do this. And I'm like, okay. And I like pull back out and I go with her and I'm half losing consciousness and half not. And then I go back to the same spot and it was a great experience. So they do work with you. You know what I mean? I've seen a few, a couple of times that used to be there in the beginning. Um, I don't know how much you want me to get into it, but I, I mean, I can, there's so much you can talk about with guides. Um, I, I sometimes get pulled out of body, which is interesting. Sometimes I get pulled out of body at the least. I'm not afraid anymore. That's one thing we talk about is I'm not afraid anymore. So sometimes, you know, I'll be in dead sleep and I'll feel, and I guess again, now when you say you're in dead sleep, a lot of times we, we exit and we're in our, I'm just going to use ethic body. And, and we'll talk about this later that, you know, there's a lot of different beliefs on the different bodies. And if you even believe in that, but I'll just, for me, just as a way to distinguish between the different energetic mm-hmm. bodies that I'm in or how to my level. So it's in the, like, you know, it's very close. So sometimes you don't know you're in it. So you feel like you're physically laying in your bed. Right. And um, so when you're in this energetic letter, you don't know. And anyways, all of a sudden I'll feel my hand move up, my back be pushed up. And I'm like, okay, I'm not physically doing this. Right. And then I'll feel it being pulled and then I'll just go with it. And, you know, in the beginning, if this would have happened before that scary time of my life where, you know, I was having sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. I would have never allowed this to happen. And so I go with it, and then there's, like, this young man, and he was in white, and he, I just felt this love for him, and I hugged him, and I, and I squeezed him, and he took me into my living room. He tried to turn on my music, even though it was, you know, we're not exactly in my reality. Right. We turned it on, and we just danced, and we just hugged. And actually, it was a time in my life when I was kind of going through some kind of a rougher time, like, with just some stuff, and I felt like he was there he cared about me and that was just sort of a loving thing, just sort of checking in on me. So this happens too. Like I get pulled out, you know, sometimes randomly. Um, Sometimes the other thing about being pulled out is 
when I exit, there's the rollout exit, then there's the higher exits with my through my crown chakra or my um, my forehead, and then sometimes there's this weird middle exit. <laughs> you're not quite in ethic, you're not quite in higher energy body, and my um, energy hands will go up on my energy feet, and I can't I can't quite jump it out. I can't quite get out of body, mm-hmm. and then I'll just say a little help, a little help, and I'll get a hand and it'll just pull me up. And this happens all the time. Sometimes it's almost like I demand it. Like, help, please. And it just, it always comes. And so I think that once you just start to realize that there's, you know, sometimes you wonder, why are you here? And actually, just recently I said, how how do you see me? Mm -hmm. Because you're not one of my normal guides. So how do you see me? Do you see my light? Do you see me? He says, and he actually said, I I see your pulse. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if he actually means my my heart pulse, you know, my pulse, or if he means like pulsing of light, but he said, I just see your pulse. (laughs) So, um, you're, so I don't know really, but I actually asked him, how do you see me? Um, and so the guides are there, but most guides will never tell you what to do because you're here for your own. You're it's free will. You're here on your own. You know, how do you find your guides? How do you, how do you, how do you find your guides? Yeah. Well, one I have, I'll just call him Gigi. We'll just use that name. Um, Mm -hmm. because I think names are important. So I'll never really give out their real names, but, um, there was one guy when I first started going out consciously, I remember once going out and I was just floating above my body. I wasn't really going anywhere. And I just started moving towards my closet. And I said, I had really no control. I said, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to go towards my closet. And I felt this hand on my calf and I was pulled back. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to go into my body. And then I was pulled again. I was like, oh, there's someone touching me. And I went popped back in the body. Right, right. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Well, this particular guide helped me so much when I was learning how to do all this. So he was there all the time. And he actually uh, came and he would come in dreams. He would come in Ashford. Like, he was always there, and it was the same one. And he never really says much, but he's taken me, like, all over, wherever I want to go. We kind of talk telepathically, like, energetically. I always just know what he's feeling. He's got a great sense of humor. He just doesn't share much. He doesn't talk much. When I started going to kind of other worlds and going higher and going to different places, he no longer was my my guide. Mm -hmm. And then I had a particular guide. Um, she would take me to past lives, and she would take me to places and about learning about myself. She would take me anytime I wanted to learn about my soul's journey, and I don't see her very often anymore either. But so they, they kind of have jobs, and you kind of get different guides that come through. Um, and then I had one that came through who said he, she just felt my hope <laughs> and took me where I wanted to go. Um, so I, I don't, you know, they're just, they're they just, just there, and they help, you. and yeah, they show up. And then I've had some hijackers that I wouldn't call guides. I've had them, I'm, I have a destination that I want to go someplace. They'll take me, instead of going up where I know I'm supposed to be going, they'll literally grab me and go take me straight down or straight to the left or straight to the right. Or you just know, you feel energetically that this, this is not someone helping me right now. And I used to be afraid and kind of fight them and then come back to body. But I've actually a couple of times because you have all the power. I just yell, stop. And then they're mm-hmm. like facing me. And I'm like, who are you? And why are you taking me? They never tell me. <laughs> right. But they, you know, and then I even tried to say something like, you know, you touched me without permission. And then I even tried to like threaten, I own you now. <laughs> like, you're mine right. because you touched me without permission. Like, I've tried to, I've tried to all with those. And then I try to block that from happening. And so I always take that as kind of just a lesson in itself, too, that I don't need to depend on a guide to take me anywhere. Right. You know, it's your intention. And so that, to me, was just another um, another lesson. Wow. That's, that ama- that's amazing, right. Shelly. That's, that's absolutely amazing to me. You know, I've always tried to reach out to guides and connect with them. And I know I've had experience, and it's usually 
familiar people, but sometimes it's not, I guess. I, I got I to gotta go look through my journal. I don't have a ton of experience with guides, not, definitely nothing on the regular. But it's funny, tonight before the show, I was meditating, and um, clear as day, a, a woman appeared in front of me. And she just smiled at me and then came close to me and almost as if, I guess she, it felt like she got absorbed into me as I was, you know, her, she got so close. The next thing I know, like she's, she's absorbed. That's the only way I can explain it. And then I just had like a 10 minute, just calm, very peaceful meditation before I started the show. It was a pretty neat experience. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So now think about how she made you feel in like kind of her energy signature, if you can get it. I mean, she right. joined with you and maybe next time you're out. Yeah. Instead of, you know, asking for actually just set the intention that maybe she'll help you out or you can actually meet with her. That's a good idea. That's good but, advice. And, but think about her. Think about everything that, think about that feeling that you had when you were talking to her or see her. Think about, think about the calm, mm-hmm. she, you know what I mean? And, and it'll probably happen for you. Excellent. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, look, Interesting. I'd like to hear if she comes back. I'll keep you posted. I definitely will. We're, uh, we're coming close to the end of our time, but I know we quickly wanted to address some, uh, some challenges with beliefs that we see out there, especially in the social media world. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I know you encounter some stuff when you're having discussions online. I think that, um, so even with me when I'm talking to you right now, I've been doing this for a really long time, and I'll never tell you, like when I say to you, it could be your ethic, you know, your fourth dimension or your this. So whatever you believe, whatever you believe, that's where I'm coming from. Like I'm not trying, I would never say, I believe this and mm-hmm. this is what it is because right. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. And so I, I think one of the biggest downfalls is um, people who do this, and I love this about Bullman, he doesn't ever do that. He And Tom Campbell even they say, um, you know, this is your, you have to come up with your, and, and Todd Akamese says, they're saying, come up with your own experiences. These are your experiences. No one's theory should ever change your personal experience because right. that's the most important in your beliefs. And I find that, like, you know, some people will write, that's not correct. Here it is. And then it discourages other people from sharing, and that's, that's wrong. You can, you can start a sentence in a Facebook group that says, in my experience, here's what I've encountered. Then people are open to hearing you, but when you shut someone else down, right. you know, by telling them, well, that's not true, that can't happen, or that's science fiction, you're not only limiting yourself, because maybe that other person has experienced that, and you just haven't. So that means two things. You're either following a belief system, that's it, like a religion, and you're not going to expand or grow, and you're just creating that for yourself, or you are, you just have limited experiences in <laughs> showing do you know what right. I mean? In a way, mm-hmm. that, and that's what you're, you're preaching. Either way, you're just hurting yourself, but it's also hurting people who want to share. And there's so many people out there that I know would share more, but there's so many people that come from this place of you're wrong because you believe this. And that's kind of what I, would, I wish to see would change, just so that there's right. so many people who would love, love to share out there and they don't, you know. And that's what I'm trying to, with my show, by talking about these experiences, I'm just an average guy, and I'm trying to share my journey as I go through it, regardless, in hopes that other people feel comfortable enough to come out and say, hey, I had a similar experience, because if we can talk about it, we can understand it, and we can find meaning. But the second we're afraid, again, it's the fear, we're afraid Mm -hmm. to say something, well, then we don't explore that experience in the detail that maybe it deserves. I agree. I agree. And I would love people to be feeling uh, not afraid to share what they think or believe. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, nobody knows everything. And you'll find that 
the people that I respect that do this would never tell you that they have all the answers right. ever. Right. No, They're going to share with learning. you. Always, you know what? I'm ex- I, I'm so excited to learn new things. If I limited myself, then that would be it for me. But because I don't, I don't have a belief system of what's right or wrong or what's true or not true or what's possible. There's people who don't believe in parallel, you know, alternative rule right. um, realities or parallel. They're not going to probably experience it because right. they're just so closed off on it. They call it science fiction. And, you know, just there's so much out there that you can, can you know, experience that you're just not going to. Um, I'm sorry. My dogs are barking. That's okay. They want to be on the uh, show. That's fine. That's right. They do. <laughs> It's um, interesting the filters that we put on, though, because we. I remember when I was very religious as a kid, I would interpret everything through the doctrine of my religion. Oh, that must be the devil. That must be something evil. That must, and and that's what I believed. And there was no question in my mind that that's what I was experiencing. You know, now yeah. I see it through a different, a different lens, different focus. Wow, your dogs are really excited. I think my son just came in now, <laughs> but um, I I closed myself off. Um. Exactly. And that's the thing is that if I, when I look at my journals, when I first started doing this, I may have called something a lucid dream because I didn't see my physical body laying there right. when I exited. But now I understand that if you're in your etheric, you're, you're not going to see your physical body because you're not in your physical world. Right. You're in a different, complete realm. But if you're in a higher body, you'll see it because it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it depends on where you are when you exit. So mm-hmm. in some, you're going to see your physical body, but in some, you're not. It's just not, it doesn't mean it's a dream, but I've learned what I have written from the beginning and what I know now in just years and years, I think it's amazing that watching my own growth, but I didn't have Facebook to go on. I didn't have social yeah. media. So I had to work this all out on my own. It was lonely. And, um, even, even 15 years ago, it was a lonely journey. Oh, it's so, it's so lonely. And I can just say now I have some really great astral projection friends. I, you know, say out OBE friends that, um, they go out and, you know, it's able to talk to them about it and it's just really nice to be able to talk because they have the same experiences as me right. and we're still private I don't post a lot of stuff online right. but it's pretty like I can tell you one thing I know you gotta go but one thing that's kind of cool is I had encountered um, <sighs> it was a crazy kind of situation it's kind of embarrassing but it's something that someone else couldn't experience but I was laying on in um, on my side and I guess I was in that again higher I was conscious and awake, but I almost woke up out of it where I'm completely conscious that I'm out of body. Mm-hmm. And I feel just these, it feels like hands on me everywhere. And it felt really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it was very stimulating. And I just said to myself, because I couldn't see who it was behind me, I'm like, I'm not giving you my energy. Right. And all of a sudden, I feel a tap on the head really hard and right. it hurts. And I turn around and it's like an octopus, (laughs) an octopus entity. So it's kind of an incubi, I guess, incubus. And um, so I never told anyone the story. And I'm talking to a friend of mine and he tells me, have you met the succubi or the incubi octopus? And I'm like, wait, yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just kind of compared notes like that. But yeah, it's, you know, it's not quite as lonely now. I still stay away from the big groups just because it's a lot of the same thing, you know, but... Mm -hmm. Um, it's nice to know that there's people out there that are experiencing the same thing and that you can talk to about it's, it's, it. It's very comforting. You know, I remember, uh, you know, I tried starting my own support group back in 2005 when kind of internet chat of this stuff was still fairly new and it was tough even connecting with people then, you know, I'd get a few people every once in a while to share something, but you know, you'd be at the library or, or, or trying to find a support group somewhere, but you're basically on your own and, and 
there's some value in that going through this by yeah. yourself. But there's a lot of comfort now and, and, and some educational value in being able to talk with others. And, and again, self-plug here. That's what I hope this show will bring the people out there who are going through this. They can hear I just hope that people who are trying to do this know that the first thing that you need to do is like just your intention, like, you mm-hmm. know, having the intention, that, the intention that this is what you really want, then the dedication, and then, you know, just facing your fears. And then also just for the people who actually do this, you know, we don't know everything and we're, we're still learning ourselves and just right. kind of maybe support the others instead of shutting them down so fast or trying to be right. I think that's the biggest thing is everyone's trying to be, yeah. be right Especially on social media. Yeah, on social media. It's not about being right. It's about nurturing somebody else through their journey, through their experience, and helping them to realize it. I mean, that's teaching. Let them realize it for themselves. You can't show it to them. you got to give them the guidance they're looking for and and let them go find out for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And what we've hit upon today is mostly like kind of lower-level projections, Mm -hmm. um, OBEs. Right. And, you know, then there's the different that are higher level that you, they're not thought consensus. And we can talk about this completely other time. They're, you can't create anything with your thoughts. It doesn't matter if you're scared or happy or you won't be there if you're afraid because you're not going to get there that high. Right. You know, you're not going to go there. But um, it's, it's other realities that you're entering into. You know, if you're a vibrational match, you can become quite physical there. And, um, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's another experience all itself. And that's something that, you know, if you're doing this, this should be exciting for you to know that, there's so much out there to experience, and it's so much fun. It's an adventure, and you get to live both lives. You get to live here, and you get to live there, and you can bring back that to your your physical life, which is kind of cool. That's inspiring, Shelley. We're uh, coming up on the end of the show. Do you have any final thoughts for for our, our listeners out there? I guess I don't really. Just I don't know. I'm excited to hear how your journeys go. So <laughs> keep me posted. I sure will. And uh, it's it like I said, it's comforting to me to be able to reach out to you guys. And, uh, and say, hey, oh, yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope you do have our friend on, our other friend on. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to I won't. I won't drop his name yet, but I'm looking forward to getting no. working on another great guest for our listeners out there. So stay tuned. But, uh, you know, and to people out there, if you can connect with somebody who's had experiences and talk about it, there, there's some value in it. You know, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to share my experiences with Shelly. And then the other day I was like, I got to share this. And I, I sent it out and I felt better. I felt better putting it out there and, and I got some great advice here on the air tonight for all of you to listen in on as well. So Shelley, I'll tell you I, this, I, though. If, you are, if you're interested and you try to reach out to other, you know, experienced projectors, just be serious about it because mm-hmm. it's hard for them to say the same, you know, same things all the time and all the time and all the time. But if you're serious and you're working, we know. We, can, yeah. we know when you're serious about it. It, ma- it means something to you. Mm-hmm. If there's a lot of people that are like, but, I can't, but, I can't, but, it's, then you just realize that it's just not going to happen because of the buts. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a dedication. It's hard work. It, it really is, and you can you can tell. I mean, you do get some threads out there where it's like, what is what is this person even asking that they want? You know, um, can I have asked sex? Can I spy on my neighbor? Yeah, no. <laughs> I have seen. Those yeah, those requests. things. Yep, absolutely. you won't go far with that. No, no, not at all. All right, Shelly, well, look, why don't you stay on the line for a minute, and uh, okay. I'll go ahead and, and close things off. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and, and I look forward to having you on again, my friend. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's nice talking to you as always. My pleasure. Okay, bye. I really enjoyed that discussion with Shelly this evening. I'm, I'm so thankful that she's so open and, and willing to share. She brings such a great energy to this, and when I listen to her speak, I'm reminded of so many different Uh, authors and speakers that I've listened to. There's so many elements of her personal experiences 
that connect with what other people have said and done and experienced. And I think that lends so much credibility to what's going on here and what we're all capable of. And in my opinion, I think we do exist in some kind of virtual reality matrix type of system. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I know that might sound hypocritical if we think back to the article I shared earlier in the day. But we need to, we need to, we're trying to understand what is this reality? How do I relate to it? And what can I do with it? Now, Shelly's having all these experiences where she's she's visiting multiple lives, multiple realities. And, and it's, it's almost like you're able to, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, download information. And in reading some of Bob Monroe's books, he talks about rotes and thought balls and things that um, w- would get sent to him and then downloaded to him. I think that this is an ability that we naturally have, and Shelley shares in some of that experience. And this is something that we can we can learn to do, and then we can learn to use to enhance our lives, to enhance our knowledge and our understanding of the universe and of reality, and to help us work through some of the challenges of everyday life. I really believe that. So I'm thankful that Shelley was able to to share her experiences with us, and I look forward to future discussions with her on the air. My voice is completely shot. I hope you're still with me. I want to say thank you for tuning in once again this week. Thank you to everybody that's been supporting the show and reaching out. Uh, I'm looking. I'm excited about where the show is going. A big thank you to Ray Davis. Again, if you haven't done so already, you need to be following us on social media. Uh, Ray's been handling the threads on there. He has these brilliantly thought-provoking and challenging questions, scenarios, memes. Everything is coming up there, and the conversations are great to follow out there. We're, we're building a community of people who are just interested in sharing not only experiences, but ideas and ways that we can look at the world through a different lens and find practical solutions without without ridiculing one another. And, and Shelly touched on that as well. We have to be able to, number one, accept other people's experiences and beliefs, whether we agree with it or not. We can say, hey, I disagree, but we need to be able to take something from it and and contribute to a conversation. We're so quick to just get into a discussion to have our voice heard and be correct. We can actually learn something. The first show I did when I relaunched this, this, uh, the secret podcast, the first show I did was called The Earth is Flat. And I asked it as a question. And I was looking at the flat earth theory. I I watched uh, that big flat earth movie. I forget what it's called right now. I don't believe that the earth is flat. But I was so fascinated by this documentary that was out there. I said, you know what? I took some kernels of truth from that. They've definitely, they're definitely onto some anomalies that are out there. I don't think it proves that the earth is flat. But instead of me hating on these people because their belief is so different from my belief, I was able to talk to some people, I was able to listen to some information, and I walked away wiser because of it. And I think we need to keep that open mind. As I say at the end of every show, Keep that open mind. Otherwise, your belief system, as Shelley said, is going to limit you, and you're only going to go so far. Please keep that in mind as we're moving forward. Check out the discussion group. Like I said, Ray Davis is killing it with the with the discussions that he's having out there. Facebook.com slash the six cents media. And then we have a, a, a private group as well that you're more than welcome to join. That's out there as well. It's in the newsletter, it's in the show notes. Um, if you want to join, just send us the request. We'll let you in. And we're having some more meaningful discussions going on in there as well as we're continuing 
to build this community that I'm proud to be a part of. And check out Ray Davis's work. Anunnaki Awakening is his book. He's working hard on book two. And he also is the king of affirmations, the founder of the Affirmation Spot. We have some free affirmations up at SixthSenseMedia.net. If you're looking to change some of your negative thought uh, patterns, thought habits, Listen to Ray's affirmations. He's such a positive guy. I got to give him these plugs here because I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of this, this team with him. Check it out, sixcentsmedia.net. Lastly, self plug here. What I'm going to say is go to sixcentsmedia.net/slash I am human. You'll get my free ebook, I am human, and we are not who we think we are. And you'll be signed up for the secret newsletter. Sixcentsmedia.net/slash I am human. Sixcentsmedia.net/slash I am human. One more time. SixthSenseMedia.net slash I am human. I'm out of voice. I'm out of time. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. I'm Dennis Nappy the second. This has been another episode of the Secret Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. <laughs>